Welcome back to another episode of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. I'm your host, Gazette Hawkeyes reporter, John Steppy. I am joined by my colleague, Jeff Johnson, who covers a potpourri of different things for the Gazette. But um, specifically talking to JJ today about Iowa baseball. JJ, thanks for joining me. John, how you doing today? Another lovely day in the corridor. You know, rain, wind, cold. <laughs> so it's baseball weather, right? Yeah, it's the trifecta of Midwest spring baseball weather. Right, April, April. Yeah, you know, I was spoiled growing up going to Brewer games where I had the retractable roof. So, you know, I grew up with a spoiled childhood of just going indoors for baseball games. But yeah, it's, you know, Midwest weather at its finest. I love I, I love that stadium was able to uh, uh, the, the Cedar Rapids Colonels actually played a, a Midwest League game up there against Wisconsin, the Timber Rattlers, um, the year that Mike Trout played here, believe it or not. Oh, so, wow. Whenever that was. So got to go up there and, you know, feel like a big league reporter for a, for a night. So, you know, got to go on the field and watch him take batting practice. So uh, and it was the night it was a day like this, actually, too. So. <laughs> That roof was closed, baby, and it was awesome. Yeah, when that place is full, it can get loud with that closed roof. But I'm guessing it wasn't the full house for Timber Rattlers Colonels. <laughs> no, they had, they was a it was a fairly decent crowd that, that I remember. I don't know if it's five thousand or so, something like that. But oh, okay. that's uh, pretty good. You know, yeah, it was uh, it it was you know it was pretty cool. Something I'll uh, I think I'll always remember. So. Well, as much as I would be happy to talk about Colonels and Miller Park, well, now American Family Field, but it'll always be Miller Park in my heart. Um, Listeners probably want to hear about some Iowa baseball. So 15 and 10 overall, won its series last week against Michigan, had a late win yesterday over Bradley. What have you seen so far from them this year? Uh, it's, it's been inconsistent, John, but I think it's, it's starting to come around now. Um, you know, if you, if you look at what's, what they've been able to do lately, I mean, they've, they won again last night, uh, you know, late, as you said, I think it was eight, nine, eight, I think in 11 innings over Bradley and, you know, took two or three out of Michigan over the weekend, uh, first big 10 series of the year, uh, before that, you know, took two out of three from central Michigan, um, you know, split a, a couple of games with, with, uh, you know, nationally ranked Texas tech team. So, uh, you know, I think it's starting to come around. They're playing pretty good baseball right now. Um, you, you always just expect Rick, Rick Heller's teams to, to get, you know, to improve as the season goes on. And, you know, I think this team really has a, a deep pitching staff and, and that allows them to, you know, to be really competitive in midweek midweek games when they play them and and certainly will be a a boon here uh, in in Big Ten play. And it's interesting because this is kind of the first kind of air quotes normal season for them in a while. Yeah, you know, 2020 or last year, 2021 was was Big Ten games only, Um, you know, which I don't think necessarily sat real well with with uh, the coaches and, and the players, but it, you know, it was what it was. And uh, you know, Iowa, unfortunately, you know, kind of faded a little bit late and, and didn't qualify for, you know, an NCAA regional. And, uh, you know, and then you know, obviously 2020 when the pandemic hit fully, I mean, they were just 
starting to get going and uh and all of a sudden everything got shut down so uh yeah i mean it's is this is as normal as it's gotten uh <laughs> certainly for for two years and uh, it feels pretty good to be honest with you so yeah actually having a normal year of coverage you know yeah in the non-conference is a valuable time of year and to simply have a full non-conference schedule goes a long ways yeah for sure i mean they were able to you know, to get going, uh, you know, and start in February, which they weren't able to do, obviously, last year, uh, playing Big Ten only. And, you know, they went down to, I think it was Charleston, South Carolina for for three games to start the season. And, you know, out at, uh, uh, or down at Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, played a couple games in, in Frisco, Texas, uh, and then went out and did a little bit of West Coast swing, uh, you know, Southern California played some games, Cal Irvine and, and San Diego State, uh, you know, before coming home and, and, and really starting to get into the, the meat of the home schedule now. And, and as we mentioned, uh, you know, the Big Ten schedule. Too bad that, you know, you couldn't get sent down to those games in Corpus Christi in California. Yeah, Charleston, you know, I'm sure yeah, that, that wouldn't have been any fun, right? I haven't heard much good <laughs> stuff about that. Now, well, it seems like they've largely been going through this year without Isaiah Fullard. What impact has that had? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a bat. That's a, that's a veteran bat, um, a good bat, you know, towards a, at the top of the order. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really good to see him uh, start to play again. I mean, he, first and foremost, he's a good kid, former Iowa City West. Prep played at Kirkwood for uh, for a bit before coming to Iowa, and you know he's going to provide them you know leadership. He's going to provide them really good at bats at the top of the order, uh, you know. So it's it's good to see him back. I think it was a wrist or a hand injury issue that had kind of been nagging with him, and you know as a, as a hitter, that's uh, that's not a good thing. <laughs> you no, know, you need your you need your hands and your wrists for sure, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, he, he's, he's starting to get back into it and, uh, he's somebody that, that definitely is, is, is going to help, uh, help the offense here as, uh, as we go along. And it seems like with this pitching staff, you were touching on this earlier with how great they've been. It seems like they have some guys who can really add some velocity on the ball. Yeah, you did that story, uh, you know, this morning, hopefully y'all read it, uh, or you can read it at the Gazette online. Uh, on Brody Brecht, who uh, was dealing yesterday or last night against Bradley, apparently had six strikeouts, struck out, I think, six in a row at one point in his relief stint. Uh, you know, so he when, when you have a fastball like he does that, that touches, you know, or, or can touch, you know, close to 100 miles per hour, you got something pretty special there. And, you know, control's kind of been a little bit of an issue with him, uh, as you, you know, as you might expect of being a young guy. And, you know, trying to multitask with football at the same time. But, uh, you know, you look at him, you know, Marcus Morgan, the former Iowa City West prep, is getting his feet wet a little bit uh, as well. He's got a big arm. And and then, you know, you look at, at, at Ty Langenberg, who's come in, former Urbandale prep, uh, has really done a great job for him. He's uh, kind of moved into the starting rotation here on the weekend. He's 4-0 with a 186 ERA. Um, you know, struck out 42 and 29 innings. I mean, it just goes up and down the line with them. They've uh, Adam Mazur transfer from uh, North Dakota State, I believe it was, uh, has come in and, and, and been a good, you know, uh, weekend pitcher for him. Dylan Nedbed, 
was a two-way guy, uh, you know, prior to this year, prior to this season, and they decided to make him a pitcher only. And now he's kind of, uh, you know, worked his way into a weekend role as well uh, as a Friday night guy. And they've got some arms, you know, in, in the bullpen as well. When you, when you look at it, I mean, they were they're right uh, at the top or towards the top in the NCAA rankings as far as strikeouts per nine innings. So, I mean, that that shows you all you need to know is there's a lot of good arms on this on this pitching staff, both in the starting rotation and uh, you know in the bullpen as well. And you know, when you look at analytics, strikeouts go a long ways. So. With that in mind, first Big Ten home series this weekend against Illinois, now really getting into kind of the heart of the conference schedule. Where do you see this team shaking out in the Big Ten? Wow, it's so early. Um, It's a pretty big, uh, you know, series, uh, early series. You know, Illinois had two weekends of games and, and, uh, you know, has gone five and one. So, you know, they're sitting at the top right now with with records, both five and one in, in the league and. Uh, you know, Illinois is third, only 13 and 13 overall. So, uh, you know, you, you kind of look at, at their schedule. They, they didn't play particularly well in, in non-conference play, but they played some good teams like, uh, you know, Notre Dame, for instance, and, and, and you know, schools like that. But, uh, you know, they came in to beat uh, Michigan State, you know, two out of three. And, and then, uh, you know, I think surprised a lot of people by, by sweeping Purdue pretty handily. Last weekend, because Purdue had the best record uh, non-conference and, you know, in, in the Big Ten uh, at uh, they were like 16 and six coming into last weekend and Illinois swept them. So um, pretty hot ball club that I'll be facing, I think, coming in here and, uh, you know, mentioned Rutgers. Rutgers is sitting there five one league, 22 and six overall uh, seven game win streak. Maryland, I think, has the highest RPI of any Big Ten team. Um, like around 20, somewhere in there, I believe. Maryland's uh, 23 and six overall. Um, you know, it was it was nice to to beat Michigan last week. Michigan is a little down, uh, you know, this season, right around 500 mark overall, and and I think uh, 500 in in the Big Ten as well. So uh, they're down a little bit. Uh, Nebraska's always, you know, generally going to be a factor as well. Um, but certainly, I think uh, you know uh, Iowa can say, especially if they have a good weekend this weekend. Uh, you know, that's a team that that has the opportunity to to uh, definitely to do some things in in the Big Ten. And uh, you know, who knows? Maybe even maybe even win that elusive Big Ten regular season title. What do you think is realistic for them in terms of NCAA's? Uh, you know, I think that's yet to be played out. Um, you know, uh, the rest of the Big Ten schedule is obviously going to say a lot or tell a lot. Uh, the last I looked, I think I was RPI was 66, I want to say, which, you know, I, I think it jumped like, um, you know, 10 points or so from from what it was a week ago. So uh, that's that's going to be important as we as we go along here. Um, but it, it's so hard to say right now. They're trending up which is the biggest thing. Um, but you know, with, with so many, you know, Big Ten series left, uh, it, it's difficult to, to kind of say or predict at this point, at least in my mind, uh, you know, what, uh, what's realistic. I, I know they want to make a, a regional. Um, there's no question about that. And I do think that's realistic, you know, if, if they continue to play 
and as as they are right now and continue to improve and and you know with the players and and the pitching in particular i think uh, that this team has any kind of key storylines as you look through kind of this next stretch here illinois at home then at milwaukee then minnesota the next weekend Obviously, Milwaukee, yeah. not so much Big Ten, but <laughs> I had to, as the Milwaukee right, native, bring that up. That's right. It all comes back to Milwaukee. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, Minnesota uh, is really struggling um, right now uh, as a program. That's always been one of the Big Ten's best programs. So, uh, you know, again, if you have a really good weekend this weekend, I mean, you're, you're kind of setting yourself up here to, to get on a bit of a roll. You know, you hope you can – win that, uh, you know, midweek game against Milwaukee, as you mentioned, then you got, you know, Minnesota at home for three, uh, you know, they're in a stretch here where they're playing, I think seven out of eight at home at Banks field. Um, and, and it's always a tough, uh, a tough place to play. I was always very tough at, at Banks field. And, and one other thing too, John, that, that I think last night was, uh, if I saw, uh, I was reading a little bit about the game. I think it was the seventh win already for Iowa when it's trailed in a game. And that's, you know, uh, that's kind of become a trademark, quite frankly, uh, under Coach Rick Keller. I mean, they don't they don't quit in games, even if they get behind early. And, um, you know, when you're winning, when about half your wins uh, have come uh, when you've already, when you face deficits in games, you know, that, that to me, that shows uh, that you have some pretty good grit uh, some pretty good, uh, you know, toughness uh, with the players uh, and, and on this team in general. Well, it'll be an interesting next few months to say the least. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of home games. So hopefully it warms up so people can get out to the ballpark and, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of looking ahead here at the schedule. I mean, after, uh, you know, after this series against Illinois, Milwaukee, uh, and then Minnesota, uh, you know, Iowa has a, a return matchup at home with Bradley, and then it's pretty much road games for the next two weeks. Two big series uh, looking ahead here at Rutgers and and uh, and at Nebraska. So uh, never, you know, you never want to look too far ahead. But, uh, you know, I think this is a pretty crucial home stretch for Iowa to really, uh, you know, continue the positive momentum and, and uh, you know, get some get on a roll here, get some things going. Well, JJ, thanks for joining me. John, anytime, my friend. Good to see you. Take care, everyone. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. And I will be back with another edition of Hawk Off the Press next week. Until then, we will talk Hawks later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.